0: Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 31, Tales of a Traveler and a Flight Attendant. And I am here with my amazing co-host, my bro-migo, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? <laughs> hey, Chad.
1: How's it going? It's going good, man. Um, well, first of all, everyone, please follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1. Follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast uh instagram's been popping i like instagram it's fun it's a good time uh or email us at the at gmail.com tell us about stuff like um untranslatables uh your favorite travel stories why you love jared and why chad <laughs> is uh,
0: the worst <laughs> just the usual just the usual just essentially what i'm saying <laughs> is keep sending that Exactly. Jared, it always makes Jared's day to hear people uh, shit on me. So <laughs> definitely do that. And uh, without further ado, as you can tell from our title, Tales of a Traveler and a Flight Attendant, Jared and I are not flight attendants. I would say we're travelers, although we did test as tourists, or at least I did. <laughs> you but, did. Hey, do put that on me. I am very, very happy to introduce a great friend of mine uh, who is quite the traveler and a flight attendant, my good friend Annabelle. Hello, Annabelle.
2: Hello, Chad, I'm so excited to be here. Hello, Jared. I heard so Hello. much about you, so I'm finally happy to kind of meet yeah. you.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, Chad, do you really talk about me that much? Oh yeah, dude. He loves oh, you. Oh, man. You know, maybe it's just, I don't know if it's just me, but so like, you never really think that anyone else ever talks about you. Like whenever someone's like, oh, uh, uh, you know, they've been telling me about you. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, that's well, a I, guess I guess you must be that special. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Chad, I always talk about you, too. Always. I appreciate it, buddy. (laughs) It's mutual. Hey, have you met my friend, Chad? (laughs) Hey, that's my line as a wing woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Sorry, I'm sick. Oh, damn, dude.
0: Well, well, good to be Feel better.
1: Thanks. Thanks. But I'm a trooper. I'm a survivor, in the words of Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I'm not going to give up. Actually, that's Destiny's Child. I feel bad for saying that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got to include what? Kel- I don't even remember. Kelly Rowland and, and who's Michelle. The, the other Oh, there one. you go. Yeah. Of course. That was the she first knows.
2: album I bought after Get Rich and Die Trying for 50 Cent.
1: Oh, nice. There you go. Oh, man. Uh, so, Annabelle, what brings you to uh, Kumatov?
2: Well, actually, the awesome Chad brings me here. So wherever he goes, I follow.
1: <laughs> have you ever been to the Czech Republic before?
2: I have actually had some fun times in Prague, but I've never been to... Homo top. Homo top. Homo top.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess why would you? <laughs>
2: yeah, but actually so far it's been fun like always with Chad. We had some drinks and now we're meeting
0: you, so
1: are you gonna go to the uh, is it is it Chikarna? Is that
0: what it was? So so um, Annabelle is not the biggest beer drinker, so Chikarna is ah. not the not the place. We may check Chikana. out Admiral, which is a very popular like club, restaurant. And bowling alley, uh, but we'll, we'll see where the night takes us. Wow. You never know. And bowling alley. Yeah, right.
2: right. What a combi. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's interesting. Well, Jared, Chad, should, do you have any? It's, it's, it is. It's. I, I'm. I have to say it. It is still weird getting used to not seeing you. It is very weird.
3: <laughs> I, I <laughs> am Wait, here. Maybe, Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, we can I'm, like, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> we can share. I need
1: to at least
0: see some of you. There you go. Is that better? Yeah, that's better. That's way better. There we go. Nice. Well, Jared, I would like to give our listeners a little backstory, um, just so just Please. so they know a little bit more about Annabelle. Um, obviously, as she mentioned, she's here um, to visit me for the weekend, which is great. Um, we're heading to Prague tomorrow, which should be a lot of fun. Um, but I've known Annabelle for quite some time—about what eight eight years now, somewhere. Well, around. I think
2: we met two thousand. Ten, is that possible? Yeah, so
0: eight years. Yeah, wow. Eight years. Time flies when you're having fun and, uh, <laughs> you know, having good friends, that's for Definitely. sure. And so so Annabelle was an exchange student at my high school, actually. Um, she's originally ah. from Germany. And she's got some great German untranslatables for you, Jared. And she actually has not told I'm me excited. either. So I'm going to be stumped as well. Um, <laughs> so it should be, it should be fun. Um, but yeah, so we met in high school. Um, and have been, uh, really great friends ever since. Uh, I have to really commend her when I was living in Austria, uh, with Jared, actually. I came to visit her during Thanksgiving and she, um, sorry, mom, but she's made one of the best Thanksgiving dinners Uh, I think I've ever had. (laughs) Oh God.
2: Uh, Ted, you're
0: a a real charmer. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But what's been new with you, man? Uh, how's life treating you? Other than being sick, Uh, I guess
1: uh, life is fine. You know, it's. I think I'm still. uh, It's still nice to be back post uh, camping. To be honest with you, it's been like what five days, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's still kind of nice. But other than that, you know, it's it's my life. I live a boring, a boring, boring life.
2: So Jared, I heard you live in Philly, right?
1: I do. Yes. Have you been like
2: you know what in Philly? I actually had the best pizza of my life. So have you ever been to Savas and like Drexel University District?
1: i have not but i'm writing it down
2: please do because the pizza there is on point trust me
1: savas s-a-v-a-s
2: yes like a z okay. actually like like oh, a set I like you. dragon ball set or a z oh z. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: uh-huh. z, British so English. um
1: you you seem like you you really what, what what are some of your highlights of places you've been to annabelle
2: that's so hard because i've actually been right now and like to 70 cu- 71 countries so have, 71 yeah know, dude. i have quite a list so but one of my favorites actually been cuba i had such an amazing time there just because you know the people there are so happy and are so you know like embracing yeah. and uh, i really love it's
1: like a mythical place to to um us Americans though
2: yeah but not anymore right like now the borders that's are true oh right mm-hmm. right right yeah so if you ever go to you definitely have to take salsa lessons and drink rum and smoke cigars that's the life trust me
1: I can do that I can do that no, it sounds pretty <laughs> solid I would say I don't I don't really like rum but I think that's also just because most of the rum I've drank has been made by Bacardi. Yeah. <laughs> even even, though, even <laughs> though Bacardi
2: is originally from Cuba right so
1: is it? Well, I don't really like uh, Bacardi. So yeah, um, you gotta
2: try better one, like uh, Havana Club is better, or like many other ones. Oh, you've had
0: you've had Havana Club before, haven't you, Jared? Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I I don't know. I, I haven't had. I can't tell you the last time I had rum, to be honest with you. I tend to uh, avoid the rum.
2: Jared,
3: but
1: once again, if I was in Cuba, I would not avoid the rum.
2: Jared, what's going on with your love life?
1: With my love life? What yeah. kind of question is this? Well,
2: I'm already a little tipsy, <laughs> so you know, I excuse um, my boldness.
1: Uh, no, that's okay. Um, I mean, I'm single. You know, there, I, I have um, someone that I'm, I'm. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I guess I'd say seeing. A lady friend. I'd say, yeah, but I'd say I'm generally single. Okay. Now, I know that
0: sounds bad, but I, I, I think she'd say the same now, thing. Now, now the question is, Jared, are you single and ready to mingle? <laughs> Or maybe not because uh, you're kind of seeing somebody. What does ready to mingle mean? What do you mean? Trying to meet Like meet a new swingers people? club? <laughs> I don't
1: know. It's, I, it's how you define it, So, my yeah.
0: <laughs> come come uh, to yeah. Prime mean, dude, with us. He can get a swingers massage, apparently. Yes. Oh, that sounds Have awful. you ever
2: had an erotic massage?
0: <laughs> Have you ever had what
1: massage? An
2: erotic massage?
1: Um, yeah, I'd say so. Maybe once or twice.
2: Well, Kate, okay. how is the definition of an erotic massage?
1: Uh, does it being done by my friend Guardo count? <laughs> <laughs> I would say that's
0: ultra erotic, for sure. <laughs> I've heard he gives really uh, no, good I massages, No, I have not had though. enough.
1: He does. I have not had an erotic massage. Not that I know of. I mean, I don't know. See, that's the thing. When you say erotic massage, I haven't gone to a place and um ordered a, moro- a, a morotic, erotic <laughs> massage but i maybe have also been in a situation with a uh, previous lover and massaging has happened that i would consider erotic that's fair that's
0: like a healthy healthy relationship i would say you know? <laughs> thank you chad for sure thank you
2: so chad now a question for you mm-hmm. like what was the best sex event you can think of in your previous relationships um, like you don't have to say any names but just tell me the situation
0: dear lord i think this is a whole nother another podcast that uh, could be started um
2: it's the like champagne that does it to me i'm sorry
0: um i don't i don't really know you you got me on the spot here i'm not, I'm not really <laughs> so sure um i'm scared to say a word i'm just like
2: uh <coughs> right don't don't be shy I, guys I, i'm not i'm not i'm not really <laughs>
0: sure i would i'm not I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. Um,
2: like, what, did you never have, like, a mind-blowing orgasm where you're like, oh, my Lord.
0: I mean, well, well, of course, but I feel like there's been maybe slipping too many. on gator piss. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's probably been too many to count, but... uh. Oh, um, lucky you. But, yeah, who knows? Um, but, so, so, um, Annabelle, can you, uh, can you tell us, so you said you've been to, what, 71 countries?
2: So far, but, like, my list is still much longer.
0: So what... How do you keep I have a question first. Yeah. How do you keep track?
2: Okay, so do you know about couchsurfing?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So couchsurfing is something I really, really value a lot. I think it's one of the best things that was ever invented. So actually, couchsurfing does the counting for you. So, you know, you just type in the couch oh. you've been to and it gives you a number.
1: Okay, because I've probably been to like a quarter of the number of countries as you, and I can't But it's still pretty
2: good, especially, like, excuse me, but for an American, because, you know, like, you have such a big country, so just for you going to another state, oh, yeah. it's like almost going for me like for not to another country, right, in Europe. Right. So I think it's still pretty good point. impressive.
1: I uh, lived in Germany for a while back when I was a, a I young boy. And I missed you? Uh, boy. <laughs> yes, you did. I was there for four years. Where were you? Where
2: were you? And why were you for there for four years?
1: I was in Düsseldorf. Um, I, I lived there from 2004 to 2008 because uh, uh, just for my parents' job, and I ended up moving there.
2: were right In the army. Uh,
1: excuse me. Uh, yes, I was. no, 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 I wasn't. So, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You're just an, no, I you're just an
2: Army bred, right?
1: I, no, I wasn't. I was in. Uh, I
0: was in international school. I, th- I think she means were your Were your parents in the army? Like, why were your parents? Oh, in Oh, I
1: thought she said Abby. No. No. Um. Oh. 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 No. 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 Um. It was my parents worked for a car company.
2: Oh, Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah. 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 Sorry, I misheard you. No. No.
2: Maybe I said something wrong too. Who knows?
1: What? 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 Um. What part of Germany are you from?
2: Um. Originally from the south. It's called Messingen, or it's like kind of by Stuttgart. So, but now I live close to Frankfurt.
1: Frankfurt. Um. I've heard nothing but bad things about Frankfurt. Yeah. Frankfurt sucks. Okay. But
2: go to Wiesbaden, which is like maybe twenty minutes away from Frankfurt, and you're gonna have a blast because the architecture is beautiful, the people are nice, and it's just wonderful.
1: Okay. okay. Are you gonna have to visit yeah. me anytime soon? Well, you do make a good point that <laughs> um being an American it is very hard to travel because I have since I've come back from Germany and since I've studied abroad, I have not I've only traveled abroad once since then and that's been like 10 years you have and to and that come. just happened a couple months ago so the, it is very tough to to uh but i am planning to, tr- to go to visit chad for sure you
2: should like so far i have nothing but fun with him. but i mean you know him already so now he's i do know him just a, an awesome fella i'm so happy to call myself a friend of him and oh, also thank you. no really and also his parents like they're a second family to me i i'm so lucky to know these people me too
0: yeah, you spent you spent a lot of time at my parents' house as well, Jared. That's for sure. I gotta but say yeah, that yeah, they yeah. definitely there's a lot of love going around for both of you. That's uh, that's without a doubt. Same sees sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, a- another thing I think that is a a mutual love um, of all of us is um, of all of us is uh, definitely um, like going new places and trying new things, right? So as, as Julie mentioned. Um, this is her first time in um, in Komutov, not the first time in the Czech Republic, um, but I, I think there's just something something really great about being able to travel, especially with friends who have have some insider knowledge of places, right? But I think both of you have been to well, obviously Jared lives in Philly and you've been to Philly, so if I were to go to Philly. When I back stateside, what are some places that both of you would say are good spots? Oh.
2: Jared, do you want to go first? It?
0: He's asking someone that leaves his house like for work <laughs> and
1: goes back home. Um, what I like a lot is um, like a kind of like a jazz bar. So I would probably recommend Time, which is in Center City. Although I tend to not like to go to Center City now, just because it's um, I don't need to go to Center City. To, so there's also a place in my area, which is Northern Liberties, called um, Heritage. I like that place. So I would probably recommend that. And you'd probably like it, too, because you know you like uh, music and stuff, Chad. Oh, for sure. Um, and then there is a pizza place that I would recommend. I have never been able to actually... Like, it is tough to get, but it is great, because they only make, like, a certain amount every day, which is annoying. It's like, aren't you guys trying to make money here as a business? <laughs> um, I would probably, if you like to... See nature, I would take you to Wissahickon. Mm-hmm. That's in Philadelphia, but it's on the outskirts. That's where I mountain bike, but it's also just nice to walk around. Um, well, that's probably, that's, that would be a, a short list. That I, 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 and then some restaurants, of course, that I, in my area that I like. I'd, oh, I'd probably also go to um, Front Street Cafe. That's a good place.
2: Okay. What about
1: you, Annabelle? What would you say?
2: So about Philly, actually, you know, some people are going to be surprised, but Philly is actually one of my favorite cities in the U.S., Oh wow. you know because first of all, like the best pizza in the world, like I mentioned earlier, is like Savas and Drexel University District has the best pizza in the world. There's also like some Greek people that open the pizza place and it's just amazingly delicious. And also I think if you're in Philly you have to like run up and down the rocky stairs, you know, at the museum. Oh, yeah. I think like yeah. that's the thing I didn't I had a blast. Also, I
1: actually went into the museum for the first time a couple weeks ago. Good, it's right? pretty good, right? It's pretty nice in, in there too. <laughs> yeah,
2: I went. I went through and I really enjoyed it. And then also, I think you know like you have to go to Patsy's to have like an original, you know, like Philly cheesesteak. And without whiz, like all the Americans told me, especially the people from Philly. Uh,
1: whiz grosses me. Yeah, out.
2: exactly. So you shouldn't have whiz. But yeah, you have to have like you know. I always thought uh, like a steak and cheese sandwich would be like an actual steak with cheese on top. So I was kind of disappointed when they like <laughs> chopped the meat up. But I, Well, like <laughs> a
1: filet mignon in there or something? Exactly, like a filet mignon with like cheese on top. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> but like I
2: still really enjoyed my time and also met some amazing people in Philly. I think Philly is such a beautiful city and you have the Liberty Bell. You have so much history going on. I think it's just an amazing city.
1: It is, yeah. I'll say this. I I only get... um, I would only go to a um philly cheesesteak place if someone that was visiting wanted to go i, I like it, it almost feels like um a level of gluttony that is abusive to myself when i go by myself i feel you you know what i mean so um i do go like whenever people visit even last time i had someone visited and we went and i didn't even get one i was like i can't do this <laughs> i'm like it's good but like i'm just gonna like this it's, it just seems unnecessary mm-hmm. but it is a also a staple i'll say that I would not choose Patrick Gino's. and I know that's what everyone like. Everyone has their own place, but I, I from what I've heard, because I'm not an ex- expert, Patroginos is not the best place. Well, you're the you, you're I,
2: local, so we gotta trust your judgment.
1: That's fair. That's fair for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. You should trust so my judgment. Ted, more Ma- <laughs> <Ted Ma> questions <laughs>
2: towards you, so you know you're like a proud um, person with a beard. A proud
0: boy. <laughs> Wish I was a cowboy, but no, yeah, proud person I didn't with a say beard. cowboy, but
2: like, how do you feel about beards? And is it like difficult to, you know, groom a beard?
0: Well, I, I would say it's difficult to groom a beard if I were to groom it, but I, but I, don't, <laughs> I don't really groom it. Um, you can you can see on our Instagram, Jared posted a, a video clip, I think today, right? Or yesterday. Um, uh, well, it doesn't matter because this is not coming
1: yeah. out today or yesterday Oh, that's so. true that is. <laughs> T- Time is not important here, people Time is just a he, man-made concept Regardless, um, I, I, feel like, I feel like
0: beards, uh, it depends I'm not trying to be like one of those hipster guys that perfectly grooms my beard Well, you
2: don't have a man bun, so you're not going to be one of them
0: That's true Speaking of
1: beards in, in Philadelphia uh, uh, la- Around last year sometime, there was a beard festival in this area, Northern Liberties Um called uh what it it does it was in this area in this little square in northern liberties and they had like this little outdoor area and they had a setup where they had all these whiskey tasting stations and they had like cigar stations and people had like these crazily well-groomed beards and i was just walking through there and i just thought it was so funny i was like this is how you guys like see yours like you guys see yourself as like these great gentlemen just because you have beards (laughs) it was hilarious to me let
0: let me ask you a question jared also i felt very inadequate walking through there enough you, you can grow a pretty good beard, though. I've seen a couple of pics now. But uh, that's, that's neither here nor there. But my question for you, Jared, is what do you think the percentage is of guys there who had a flannel on? Ooh. You know what? There were, I would say there were more, like, hardy blazer
1: than flannel. Okay, so these were, like, they were trying to be legit gentlemen, then, with their blazers. <laughs> there were flannels. Hey, don't get me wrong. There were plenty of flannels. That might be number two clothing. Okay, I'm just saying... There were a surprising amount of like, you know, it looks like you just got back from hunting. Um, like, what are those quail or something like that? You <laughs> oh, know nice. what I mean? Or pheasants <laughs> or something? Yeah, I yeah. Gotcha.
0: Oh, that's funny. That's really funny.
2: So, Jared, uh-huh. like last time I went to Philly, you know, I was with a couch surfer who was like um, really amazing. And he introduced me to a woman who gave uh, foot jobs as a living like you know i didn't even know it was a thing until i met her and she was like yeah you know like you know i give like foot jobs and it's like in the porn that's industry that's all she does i was like wow that's something really interesting I wait is she before. is it porn or is it well, like she um, basically give like gave like foot porn as like her living but you never were able to see her face
0: that's, people like that. That's, that's the stuff. smart. Yeah, people. People are into crazy, crazy fetishes. Yeah, and sure. like when
2: she told me about German dungeon porn, like what is even, what is German dungeon porn? I don't even know.
0: Uh, you're the German out of the three of us. So I know. I'm me, the yeah, German, I, so I I like don't I don't even know. Like not, Jen, like by your face, I can tell you know.
2: So tell me, what is German I, I, dungeon porn? I don't
0: know. I've I've actually never watched it before.
2: Okay, Jared, please help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh
1: my gosh. well thanks uh i'm glad you asked um i mean i can make a guess but i i i don't i don't want to watch any i i want my porn to have some level of reality well, to it
2: you know what german London porn is just help me out here i don't even know what it I is mean,
0: well, well here what? let me let me interject from from my understanding of it it's basically i assume someone's shitting on someone if it's German. no <laughs> well, not that crazy it's probably bdsm for sure I would say it's BDSM, and there's probably a lot of leather. And
2: what's Bukaki?
0: Dear Lord, you want to take this from Jared? Because I'm not 100% sure uh, I know the. I I've, I've never even
1: I've never even heard of that like, word. Like, i have
2: though. never played Cards Against Humanity?
1: oh yeah of course oh, we definitely that's are. that's where i got they that's do where not I got have bukkake from, from. on Thought so they have humanity. one like
2: bukkake as an answer i was like what is this i know it's something sexual but i'm not quite sure what it is so you guys are the americans please help me we'll, out here we'll,
0: we'll let our we'll let our listeners out there google that for themselves so <laughs> how, how, how about that are you guys embarrassed
2: now what happened to <laughs> you incognito maybe mode. maybe incognito you
0: need some mode. more alcohol
2: <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah book. so um so one thing one thing though too that uh I also wanted to mention. Um, starting to lose my train of thought here. Uh, one thing that I was uh, wanted to mention is Chad's a professional. Was that um, I think uh, there's something about traveling, and also um, obviously with uh, Annabelle's line of work, being a flight attendant, it gives you a different perspective on, I would say, life in general, and probably people in general. So. So Annabelle, what, what have you learned from kind of your travels and, and especially, actually, no, this was my question. Sorry. Now I'm remembering. My question for you is what <laughs> I'm not a trusting enough person to really try couch surfing, mm-hmm. but like what have your experiences been with couch surfing?
2: Okay. So everybody out there, I can highly recommend couch surfing. So actually couch surfing made a difference in my life because I was, you know, traveling by myself as a woman and you know, you send out like basically what couchsurfing is to those people who don't know. It's basically no matter where you want to go, you just type in the city, let's say Philadelphia. It was actually the first city where I did it. And, and then, you know, like a list of people pops up uh, that offer their couches for you for free. And then, you know, I was couch surfing uh, with a person there and like with also like a whole basically fraternity of guys. And for I was a little bit like, like intimidated. Grade, yeah. yeah, I was like, OK, it's going to be interesting. But I made nothing but wonderful experiences. I met amazing people, you know, really smart, really kind, very extraordinary. And, you know, yeah, sometimes maybe they hit on you. But once you say, OK, you know, like I'm good, then they also accept that. So I can highly, highly recommend like normal ring. people. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, because also even if you don't want to spend like the night at their places, you can just you know meet up. Like there are couchsurfing events, there are couchsurfing like activities. Huh. So couchsurfing is, I think, one of the best things ever. And like I really, really want everybody to try it because you know, on one side you trust the people because you know you're going in their house with all your valuables as a traveler, and you just trust them. And on the other side, they trust you because you know technically you could rob their whole place, be- and they just trust you. I think that's such a wonderful thing that we embrace. Have you considered the taking anything? Yes.
1: Have you have you ever like considered taking anything you've seen like uh, you're like oh you know like I know this is a trust thing but that is really nice and it would be perfect on my uh, night my nightstand.
2: Oh no, never. Like I think you know oh, like what what I go by is treat the people the way you want to be treated. So the gold is think, No, like I really think if you go by that, you at least you know whenever your life is over, whatever you can be like, okay, you know what, I did it to the best of my knowledge, kind of right. Mm-hmm.
1: What are um, some of these couchsurfing activities?
2: Uh, for example, in Barcelona, like, you know, you can meet, like have a pub crawl. So that was actually this really okay. cool activity, which was like kind of at a secret bar. So you would never find it unless, you know, like ring at a certain bell at a certain apartment building and you actually go to a bar. So and then like, they you know, they have like a couchsurfing meeting there. That was really, really cool. So that was one of the experiences.
0: OK, would you ever try couchsurfing, Jared?
1: Or have you ever I have not and um, I don't know I mean it, it kind of makes me uncomfortable too and, and I don't know why it should I can uh, but it's, it's just uh, I don't know I, I I think I wouldn't only because I think I could do Airbnb and um, and it's not that much more expensive but the only thing about that is though now I now I'm talking this out maybe I would because I'm uh, generally like a um, uh, like an introverted person, so maybe couchsurfing
0: would force that upon me, especially if I'm traveling by myself, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's definitely a great opportunity to, to meet people that you would have never met otherwise, right? Um, but I, I agree right. with you, man. I mean, I have to really say Annabelle is one of my friends that I think has always had a lot of faith in humanity and has been very trusting, which... So it's always refreshing when I spend time with her because, as you, I don't know, mean Jared, to laugh at like that, I but usually I usually <laughs> get my own hotel room. Like I'm not, I'm not always super trusting of others. Um, although really, right. I've never had any reason not to be, which I guess is kind of a shame.
2: You're so kind, huh? mm-hmm. like thank you so much for the kind words. But I feel like you know, I think life is also you know, like I heard one time um, a comment where you know, like if it scares you and excites you at the same time, it's something you should try. So, you know, sometimes it's so good to get out of your comfort zone and just try something new because I feel like you can get to know yourself on a whole other level.
1: Do you often, have you been to places where um, where people uh, are nervous for like, oh, that place is not not safe or oh, that place is dangerous and you're like, I had a perfectly find time like yes definitely all it does is take the minimal amount of precautions and and all that all that fear is stupid
2: yeah so the first time actually this happened to me was in philly so uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't make sense no like <laughs> it, it, actually, it actually it actually sounds weird but actually you know was my second couch surfer um he was like really nice but you know like Basically, he was just like in a completely black neighborhood, and I was, you know, like st- like waiting for him for him to pick me up. And people came actually up to on like up to me and were like, "What are you doing here? Like, are you lost?" I was like, "Uh, I think I'm okay. Thank you." Like, it was the first time that something happened, like like this happened to me because in Germany, like you know, i have never like are exposed to like a situation like this. So right, no one
1: says anything; they just keep going.
2: Yeah, like we don't even have you know like a whole community like this ever anywhere. Right. So, but, you know, like it was perfectly fine. Also, you know, like actually been robbed in Vietnam. Um, That's quite it, a
0: story. Would you mind telling that story to Jared?
2: Sure. So Jared, so basically like, I mean, it was a little bit stupid, you know, like normally I would never have my passport, my credit card or my uh, cell phone, all of me on the same time. But uh, I was about to catch a flight and then I just want to go to a grocery store to get some like drinks and snacks. And on the way back, I somebody came, like, up behind me and took my, like, uh, purse with, like, he cut it. And then I, like, you know, ran after him. It was really dramatic with rain and everything. You ran after him? Yes. Oh, wow. And uh, I, like, I basically kicked off my flip-flops and was running behind, like, him <laughs> in an alley. And I was like, it sounds stupid, but like at this moment, I wasn't even thinking. I just, you know, was thinking, oh, God, my passport. Because for me, especially working as a flight attendant, my passport is like basically my work, right? So.
1: Yeah, that's like your most important. Exactly. Object.
2: So I did everything I could. And like I was running behind him and it was raining and I was wearing a white dress. And then I fell and it was all muddy. And like uh, my knees were open and I wasn't able to catch him anymore because those were like no really narrow alleys. And the police wasn't any help at all. So, this was like basically the most dramatic week of my life. But I think, you know, things like this happen to you, you come out stronger of it. And then you have a choice, you know, like do you lose your belief in humanity and in the good of people, or you don't? And I chose not to because I think people are great in general. And if you give them a chance, I think they prove it to you.
1: Oh, for sure. And I would also assume that, you know, one, you travel more than the average person. (laughs) And I would also assume that 99% of your travels are, you know, safe and enjoyable, and um, you can't let you know one ex- one bad experience make you be like, no, I'm never. I'm just gonna stay in Frankfurt. <laughs>
2: no, totally. Like I could never could, because I feel like what enriches my life so much is just you know embracing into other cultures and like meeting new people. Nothing gives me more joy. You no, know, even like meeting mm-hmm. you, like we've never met before, but I heard so many good things about you and I was just so excited to meet you. So, you know, just so like sorry. even encounters like this, <laughs> now seriously, give me so much joy. And, you know, just meeting somebody like Chad, who's been nothing but like kind and wonderful. You know, when I came to the States, you know, especially as an exchange student, you don't know anybody. And he was nothing but like so kind and welcoming and people like this. Uh, like I don't know that it holds such a special place in my heart especially you know like almost 10 years after this event we're still going strong and I think that's just something so wonderful and I can be so grateful for it
1: oh yeah no I, I agree I agree and it, it it and then it just and then when something like that happens it just naturally broadens your world now you have this whole other you know person or part of the world that you you want to see you want to visit and exactly that's what makes uh that's what makes a uh, things work i think but i feel like i I think we need a lot more of that i talked
2: so much about myself so now i want to know more about you guys so jared what makes you
1: happy what makes me happy you know i don't think i know the answer to that yet to be honest that's a big question for sure i can i can tell you what i like to do but i
0: i I don't know if i can tell you what makes me happy like i know know. you
2: can tell me what makes you happy
1: can
0: can i answer for both of us jared i i know exactly what makes both of us happy let's be honest sure the untranslatable podcast, my man. <laughs> that is true. I do like this. I love I, it. This makes me happy. Yeah. Jared, what Jared uh, loves the most for sure is probably my corny jokes, I would say.
1: But what I, I think what makes me happy is just keeping myself busy with stuff. Like I'm always doing something. And a lot of it doesn't I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but a lot of it's for myself, but you know, I work a lot too. But I think it's just like like making myself useful and not feeling like I'm wasting my time. Because I, 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 I don't like, like, for example, I can't play video games. I can't really watch TV because it just makes me feel like I'm wasting my time. Why? And so... Like, especially uh, like, a, I,
2: like TV, I understand, but video games, you know, if you enjoy yourself, why do you waste your time?
1: I just feel like I could be doing something to better myself or move myself in a direction that involves making more money or being more well... Like, for example, I play piano. So if I were to ever play video games, I'd be like, you could be playing piano right now and learning like a Franz Liszt song, but you're... Do you think like you know,
2: getting a lot of money is important for it to you?
1: I wouldn't say a lot of money, but I would say more than I have now is. Why? Because <laughs> um, I think with that also helps me, gives me a way to improve and, qu- and quickly better the things personally that I want to do. So I think there's a lot of things personally I want to do, like travel. I like playing piano. Mm. I would like to have a better piano. I feel like I could put more into the podcast if I had more time mm. and money. And so I, I think, yeah, I, 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 there's definitely, I would like more money, but I'm not saying I'm trying to be out here like Bezos <laughs> taking <laughs> right. over the globe. Exactly. <laughs> I agree.
0: I mean, it's, it's really difficult to travel with no money.
2: Ted, what makes you happy.
0: Man, these are these are some deep philosophical. Like I have questions. way
2: more to come, so you better get ready.
0: Um, well, I, I mean, I
2: guess for me. <laughs> I hope it's... we're
1: done with the porn ones. Well, Please tell me we're done with the porn. <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what what what
0: I would say is probably. Um, well, what what makes me get up in the morning? I would say is just to um, try new things. Um, obviously, uh, for me right now, a, a big thing is when I notice when I'm actually starting to learn some Czech... Also, uh, Jared, I don't know if you know this, and actually I didn't tell Annabelle this either, but I had my first check lesson with uh, oh, some yes, teachers at school. Oh, yes. I want to hear about school. this. So, okay. So let me tell you about it. So it was really, really fun. So we had a, a check lesson uh, in my school with uh, two teachers. Um, shout out to both those teachers for helping me learn my check and also- um, And shout out to you. Right. For I, helping I them learn English. Yeah. And so that's what we did. It was weird. I figured it would be like a tandem, like thirty minutes would be focused on Czech, thirty minutes would be focused on English. It turned out being more like, um, turned out being more like we were doing English and Czech back and forth all the time. So it was it was really interesting. I learned today we went over the basics, so we we read a couple mini dialogues in Czech and a couple mini dialogues in English. Um, we went over numbers, so I can officially count to ten in Czech now. Let's hear uh, it. Okay. Man, put me on the spot. So, okay, here we go. So, one is jedna. Two is dva. Three is uh, shri. I can't say the R yet properly. Um, four is shdiji. Five is Piet, Six is shest. Seven is sedem. Eight is osum. Um, nine is um, deviet. And ten is deset. Um, desat. How does... How do the... Um
1: teens work i know this is sounds stupid but how do teens work is it like 10 1 it's, 10
0: it's 2? like um oh shoot now you're making me blank because we we did go up to 20 um but i feel way more comfortable comfortable one through ten but 20 that's okay we'll
1: we'll do we'll do it was uh like, the next 10 I, next i think episodes. it was like
0: <laughs> y- 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 not sat or something like that i'll have to look up because i don't want to Give, lead all our right, listeners. I'm sorry. Uh, you did a
1: great job, Chad. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to do I tr- that. To I you. try my best. I try my <laughs> best.
0: Well, speaking of shoutouts, Jared, I think it's. Uh, I think it's that time to uh, spread some positivity into our world, and uh, I want to give some shoutouts. Uh, well, first of all, before I have mine, do you have any, Jared? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, I'm so bad at this. You're good. I'm sorry. No worries, man. All right, so my first shoutout goes to a pizza delivery guy who helped save a woman's life. So, there was a Domino's driver. Um, I knew it was gonna be Domino's. Of course, Domino's is killing
1: it. They, no, they set it up. They set it up. They've been they've been filling <laughs> Domino's the doing, holes, dude. They have. Yeah, been I'm, I was about it. to
0: say this is a setup, right? <laughs> I don't believe. But yeah, that. so so in Wisconsin, this pizza delivery driver um, named um, Joseph Grundl, which is a German or Austrian name, um, he was handing over a pizza to a couple, and the woman mouthed the words "help me," um, as the oh, man geez. was gigging the money together. <laughs> And then she mouthed, called the police." So after he got um, after he got back, he called the police, and uh, the woman was saved. But I guess she had been tied up by her boyfriend and uh, had been tied up and unfortunately uh, been beaten um, pretty badly. And so he saved her life. So shout out to Mr. Grundle for um, saving this woman's life, most definitely. Um, I've heard something similar
1: to that um, happen over the phone where um over the phone she like they order a pizza, but you kind of I don't remember exactly how it went, this was a couple of years ago, but kind of through code where it's where, where um he's like if if um um you know, if something's wrong, say yes and she's like, yes, and what, like well, she's ordering a pizza quote unquote and uh, that's great. I mean, yeah, once again've all these all, all these shout outs have the same theme of. You could either um, say it's not my problem or you can decide to uh, to help someone that is
0: that needs to be helped. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So shout out to Mr. Grundle for helping that poor woman out. Um, and, and you know, I really hope that woman makes a speedy recovery and uh, everything is all right with her. And I'm reading the article now Domino's
1: also in the uh, statement said the pizza got there. Good thing the pizza got there in 30 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, exactly. The next. Sh- Chad didn't, by the way, l- I just need to make it clear. Chad, um, because we can't just l- sit, let that sit. That was Chad not paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> I may, uh, anyway, keep going. Um, so,
0: so, my next shout out is um, for a new Nobel Prize winner, um, a Congolese doctor who sadly was also a former captive of ISIS um, named Dennis Mukwege. And wait, a former captive of ISIS? How'd yep. that happen? Um, I'm not really sure. I believe they went. Um, I believe they went to. Um, There's an earthquake in the background, but
1: I kind of like it. Right. Em. There was. A, there was. A,
0: <laughs> apparently, they treated. Sure. They they treated um, thousands of women in the Congo, um, um, whom were victims of ooh, unfortunately, ganged rape. Um, I'm not really sure though. This article is this the positivity you're trying to spread? <laughs> um, yeah, this article. Well, all I know is that former ISIS captive won a Nobel Peace Prize. So that's cool, great for them. Well, what did he do to uh,
1: just for, for for being freed, or does he like uh, work with something? Well,
0: I believe they they the doctor kind of shined to, light on the um, a lot of the way ISIS would use abuse and especially, unfortunately, sexual abuse. Um, to get what they wanted. So yes. Yeah. Wow. So so pretty I mean that in itself is hard to talk about. Right. Yes. Um to uh,
2: spread a word about happier things, can I also give a shout out?
0: Absolutely. Please.
2: I do want to give a shout out to Ted's mom, actually. Her name is Cindy. And she is one of the kindest person I ever met. She is just, you know, like normally you not know, like I'm friends with Chad, right? But I feel like I talk more to his mom than I talk to him because he's so kind and wonderful. And she's like one of the best people I ever met. So shout out to you, Cindy. You're like one in a million, and I love you so much.
1: Shout out to Cindy, who will never listen to this. <laughs> Actually, she's asked me about
0: it. So you never know. You never. know. Right, well, let's t- tell her to start with this episode. Right, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah. So so yeah. So shout out to them. And my last shout out, I think, is a definitely a much more positive, happy story. Um, this eight year old girl in Sweden, um, I believe it's Sana Vana She's eight years old and she dug up a fifteen um, hundred year old Iron Age weapon in a lake in Sweden. What yeah, dude, so shout out to her for Does she get to keep it? I, I hope so. I would imagine they may I don't know. I would imagine I don't tell know if, if she if it's been in news outlets, I'm sure they've been contacted by like museums and stuff, so I'm not sure. <laughs> The only way museums would find out about it is if they happen to follow me on Instagram. I'd be like, check this shit out. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> one, one reason to follow me on Instagram. Hashtag giant swords. Exactly. The- <laughs> we well, right here. Ironically, an expert from a local museum, which shows a picture of the exceptionally preserved sword, says the weapon is about 33 inches long and came in a wood and leather. Damn. Piece.
2: 33 inches. That's pretty long. It also has
1: some girth.
0: anyways shout out to
1: the girthy swords right
0: for sure um but yeah so um pretty interesting though um um, so yeah and uh now now some people are calling her queen um saga lady uh vanacek of lotus stern so shout out to you Ha <laughs> yes. I think that's so awesome. That's such awesome. a great story. <laughs> that just, such a wonderful story? Like wouldn't what would you have done, Jared, if you would have found a
1: sword when you were eight years old? Probably injured myself first. Um, no, I'd put that shit up on my wall somewhere. Right. Or probably you know what? What speaking of money, I'd probably sell it. There you go. Nah, I'd probably I kept it. You know what I'd first you know? What? I would try to sell it separately. So maybe I could keep the sword and maybe I could the, sell the sheath mm-hmm. for like two million because you really and just think she would, ab- would sell for 2 mil? I mean, I, I can hold on to it for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a cla- <laughs> kind of like a Ferrari 250. Okay. You know, yeah, in yeah. the 1960s those things were worth nothing, right. but now they're worth 40 million. Kind of like your booking.com Lambo, right? <laughs> <laughs> that one lost uh, depreciated like a brick as soon as I drove it off. I've done nothing but burnouts for right. the past uh, 3 I years. I can't blame you,
0: man. Can I, I ask you guys another question? <laughs> sure.
2: Okay, Jared Chad. What can you do now that you
0: weren't able to do one year ago? Oh, that is a good question. Can I can I take this one first, Jared? Please, because I, I don't have. An I answer. got an easy answer. Count to ten in Czech. Yeah. Count to ten in Czech. Oh. I would say order things in the Czech Republic. Basically anything Czech related, I couldn't do it a year ago for sure. What about you, Jared? Um, I'm a much better piano player. I can sing. I've I've been singing
1: you with my wife. Work I stops, hope I don't right? embarrass
2: you now, but can you sing something yeah. to us? Like we all wanna hear your wonderful No, voice. I'm
1: sorry, I mentioned I'm, I'm sick and the sickness really starts in my uh in my throat. And to be honest with you, I've sang plenty on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay, like I'm gonna take out your podcast from now on because I wanna hear your wonderful angel like voice, <sighs> angelic voice, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay. There okay.
0: You know. Yeah. Well well Jared, I got a question for you, man. Um mm-hmm. do, you, do you happen to know what time it is? Let me check my... Clo- oh,
1: oh, Chad, how did you... That was perfect timing. That is the unmistakable cuckoo of the cuckoo, uh, the untranslatable cuckoo owl. I have a different name for that
0: thing every time, and I still don't know what to that's call it. That's all right. got to change it up, keep our listeners on their toes, you know? Yeah, for that's sure. Chad's
1: way. That Chad likes to keep
0: listeners on their toes. I do. Well, Jared, do you got... Well, actually, no. You know what? Um, Annabelle is our guest today. Um, can you give us your first... Untranslatable phrase.
2: Okay, so my first untranslatable phrase is.
0: First first of all, can you tell us which what language it is in?
2: Well, first of all, of course, I'm German, so it's gonna be in German, right? My native language, my native tongue. So it's Ich glaube mein Schweinfeift, which means like I think my pig whistles. What do you think it means, Jared? I don't know.
0: Ich glaube mein You've never heard this one, Jared? Does that does that mean like
1: um, my stomach hurts? I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Almost. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think you're lying. Hit know. that ham horn,
0: my dude. Oh, is that it? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's kind of like our English. I, I'll believe it when pigs fly, like, right?
2: Yeah, I like. I'm like. Oh, I can't uh, believe this.
0: Yeah, I can't believe it. Uh huh. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. you ready for the next I've one? I've never heard that before. Well, no. Let's. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Okay. So. Next one is Ein Wink mit dem Zaunpfahl, which would translate to a wave wait, with wait, the. again in German? Like Ein Wink mit dem Zaunpfahl.
0: Ein Wink? Like okay. Winken to wave? Okay. With
2: the fence post.
0: A wink at the fence post. Oh, a wave <laughs> with the fence
1: post. Yeah, a wave with the fence post. What do you
2: think post. it means?
1: that sounds aggressive <laughs> it sounds like it's like, a like everybody always <laughs> says
2: you know German is such an like, aggressive language like when people speak German <laughs> it sounds like people are fighting which is not true at all because German is such a peaceful language
1: <laughs> I, I, don't think, uh, Ger- I don't think the German sounds uh, aggressive I think the English translation sounds ag- in my head I was thinking like I'm going to give you a wave with a fence post sounds what does it mean? Chad well, do you have any idea?
0: Oh, Chad, you, do you not know this one? I, I actually don't. Yes, I do not know this what one. What do you think it means? Um, I thought you're mighty silent. I, right? I don't know. Uh, uh, a wave with the fence post. Is it like you're you're talking to nobody? You're talking to a wall?
2: No, it means like basically like you're showing something obvious.
0: Oh, interesting. You're showing oh. something obvious. Okay. I got gotcha.
1: you. I got gotcha. you. All right. I got one. Okay. Mine is Spanish from Costa Rica specifically. Ooh, I love Spanish. La, no. Okay. <laughs> Although I do say this, I I can't say this. Um lava huevos. Lava huevos. Uh, uh, which translates to Chat, do you know what that do you know what lava huevos means? Um, well, huevos
0: is eggs. Yes. I don't know what lava's means. Okay,
1: lava, not lavas. Lava. Um, lava huevos means wash the eggs. Any guess? Uh, 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 like
2: even though I know Spanish, I've never heard it before. So please help me out here, Jared.
1: Um, well, can I give you? A, I'll, I'll give you a. Uh, give us one of your uh, world-class uh, yeah, examples. Uh, yeah. Um, all right, let's see. Um, Annabelle, you've had nothing but nice things to uh, to say about uh, Chad and I, and Cindy, for that matter. <laughs> And um, I can't Every time I hear it I'm always just like Oh please Please Annabelle Lavas (laughs) huevos You're just You're just You're just You're just washing my eggs
2: Well I would love to wash your eggs
1: (laughs) That's exactly what it is Okay You got it To uh No I'm kidding To (laughs) suck up to someone kind of Or or... Yeah to suck up to someone Yeah yeah
0: Alright Jared I have one for you And And for, uh, For Annabelle Um and this one is, it is check. Oh, there was something there. Um, so this is. Uh, was that
1: in your place or was that outside? That was outside. Was like they're like having okay. some fireworks here yeah, for our uh, our
0: Do we need to call one one two? Right, exactly? No, I think we're I think we're good. But um, okay, so this. What is the
1: emergency number in Czech Republic? This one. Oh okay. Two. Oh really? Uh-huh, yeah. One one two.
0: Okay, so Jared, this one is. Toje lina Kava. Which translates as, um, um, that's strong coffee. Let's check. That's strong coffee.
2: It's like, oh my god, you're so good and bad that I can't help myself.
1: Nope, not even close.
2: Guess is true? <laughs> 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 what do you think?
1: Well, she took mine. No, um, <laughs> like that's uh, uh, like loud. I mean, you know, I, this is not what it is, but I, I can't help but thinking that's like a loud shirt or something like that.
0: Or like a loud, you know what I mean? I know that's not That's 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 all I think of. I mean, you're not that far off. It translates to what we would say in English, like, that's rich. So I think it's more used for food.
1: That's rich as in like, okay, in food. Not like, haha, that's rich. No, I think it's more (laughs) food,
0: yeah. Uh
1: Okay. Yeah. That's strong coffee. Even if it's, okay, all right, I got you. That was going to be my first guess, but that seemed too easy.
2: Jared, when am I going to meet you?
1: Uh, Next time you're in Philadelphia, Uh, just find me on Couchsurf.
2: You are a cod Surfer? Uh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, a, um, I have another uh, Spanish one from Costa Rica. Oh, nice. And it's Paracaadi. Uh, uh, God damn it. Pa- Paracaadas. No. Paracaidas. There we go. Paracaidas. You know, and I specifically put this into Google Translate, just that one, beforehand to make sure I got it. And I fucked that up royally. Sorry, Jade. We still love you. What uh, what does it mean? <laughs> what a like, uh, Spanish for. It's
0: one word. That's the sad part. Oh, okay. Paracaídas. There we go. Can you tell us what it means Oof. without giving away the? Probably. Not yeah. Can- parachute. Parachute. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe it catches you when you need it.
0: No. Okay. No, eh? it's a little a little meaner than that. Really, a parachute? Is it like yeah. if someone's like uh, uh, has a muffin top?
2: What how, how do you get a muffin top? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Parachute top? top? I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, what
1: is it, Jared? No, I don't know. <laughs> That's dooming. <mean. laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's. Um, I'll give you another. I'll give you another clue. Mm-hmm. So say um, uh, Annabelle. Say we're at a we're at a party, mm-hmm. and um, and you know there's a bunch of people. It's not just you and I, but uh, mm-hmm. we see. Then uh, Chad walks in. And it's like, uh, oh, man, who invited the parachute? Oh, okay. So who, like, invited
0: <laughs> the, like, the kind of, like, outsider or, like, the weirdo?
1: It's it's someone that essentially shows up to parties uninvited or, like, a party crasher. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, Chad. I- <laughs> Sorry. I, I'm going to crash all your parties now, Jared. Uh, all right. I got uh, one for you guys in check. Um, uh, Boti, uh, Boti Tolavi. Which literally mean, well literally means wandering shoes.
2: Um, so you're going a place and you're happy there? I don't know, Jared, help me out here.
1: Wandering shoes. Uh is it just like someone that is like a.
0: lost but happily lost? <laughs> I mean you're not far off. Um I, I'd give that like a quarter ham horn maybe. You, if that's quarter an, what's ham, a, a ham, quarter ham, ham horn I still haven't um it, like it
2: sounds like bacon and whore. or it's like no, no, a no, ham horn There's another untranslatable word ham horn Ham horn that's
1: what oh. Do you know where they do you Oh, this is a ham horn by the way. Yeah. Ah. Do you know where they got the name for a uh, ham horn? I don't. I'm going to believe I'm going to guess. I don't know either, but I'm going to take a guess and say that um it's because ham is an acronym for hard as a motherfucker. Oh, yes. Yeah. I
2: go ham exactly
0: yeah she uh yeah annabelle knows eggs
2: bacon grits, sausage you guys know this
0: oh yeah yeah that, that's, I love a, a, not that's a cool that. song I'm yeah not, not but yeah kidding. so yeah um wandering shoes yeah is literally someone who um cannot spend a long time in one place
2: i feel like that's okay. me okay
0: that's kind of why i picked it i thought it described annabelle to a t yeah, we got yeah. Mm-hmm. Chad, you got me
2: tried to just know me so well <laughs>
1: Um, I have one more. This is actually English from Ghana. And it's uh, Do Me Show. Do Me Show. Do Me Show. Is that like, entertain me? No, that's, that's too easy. Like, yeah, that would
2: uh, make sense, but Do Me Show. Hmm.
1: That does make sense, but uh, it's too easy. Do Me Show. I'm not sure. Although, it, it is similar. So, for example, someone is doing a show mm-hmm. and you're showing a sign of appreciation.
2: Hmm, interesting how do you come up with this
1: how did i i didn't come up with it
2: (laughs) well like how did you why uh, why did you pick it
1: oh um because it's uh, how i like to live my life
3: Uh, it's more of like
1: a personal motto it means to make it rain that's what how they say make it rain in ghana do you think do do you feel like
2: you did something wrong
1: (laughs) no no i don't (laughs) by the way i do not make it rain I'm the cheapest person in
0: the world. Like oh no, um, that, that's
2: already me, sorry. Take that to the next level. Yeah, Annabelle me. might have you
0: beat, dude. Um
2: Like I wouldn't call myself cheap because it's like has like you know like a negative. Frugal. is
0: frugal. a better word. Yeah. Economical. But I'm not even smart frugal. I just money. feel
2: like you know like I like good deals.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's smart, especially when you travel a lot. Exactly. I mean, you, you have to you be have smart to look about You have
2: to for your money, right? Because if you want to travel yeah. a lot, you have to have like in and you're on a budget, you have to have you know like smart make smart decisions mm-hmm.
1: for sure for sure so um annabelle yes Sarah. you are a um flight attendant yes. i have a couple questions for Please you and i figured this away. would be the time because usually when i'm on an airplane i try to talk to no one why
2: <laughs> i know why because I, I think you know people once they're like crowded in those like small place you know you have to people like to your left and to your right you kind of try to keep your private space so what do you think
1: yeah I just, I just don't like the small talk. You know, as soon as I get into the airport, I don't like talking to people. Mm-hmm. I, I hate the small talk. I hate like the, where are you going? Oh, what are you, where are you from? It's like, uh, who cares? I, I don't, I don't like that. So uh, even on the, on the airplane, sometimes, well, I'll start with this. So I always have my headphones on, but when I walk past, say, when I'm getting my uh, boarding pass, mm-hmm. I'll like, I'll like do my headphones like this where I push one to the side. Yeah. And I do that when I'm walking onto the plane. Um, does that bother you or people? I feel like, you know... I do say hello. I do say hello. Like, cool I think
2: that's it. kind of you, but I feel like, you know, especially, you know, when you're, like, boarding an airplane, like, at least what I try to do is, like, take my headphones completely off because I do the same thing because, like, you know, there's so many noises going on, right? But I feel like, yeah. you know, something that's just, you know, like, kind, you know, if you take your headphones completely off and be like, you know, really embrace, like, this moment.
1: Yeah. God. Uh-huh. I'm so bad at that. No,
2: but like, why Why do you don't like small talk? Like, I mean, I get it. Have you ever heard, you know, do you know te- uh, TED Talks?
1: Uh, I've heard of TED Talks. <laughs> Chad, is this, is is Chad right there? Yeah. Yeah, what's Chad, up? Chad, what's up with uh, you guys in TED Talks? <laughs> I mean, I love them. I actually, Chad's always bringing up I TED do. Talks to me. I, <laughs> <do>. I love <laughs> TED
0: Talks because <laughs> they're so deep. <laughs> they are. They're, they're very deep. I actually did a TED Talk with my... You did a TED Talk? You did a no, TED Talk? No, no, talk? no. Sorry. That was the wrong phrasing. I wish. Maybe one day. That's my that's my hope. Me um, too. Got to learn some more languages first or do some more traveling. Polyglot Chad. Right? Not yet. Give, give me a couple of years. It's going <laughs> to take some time. But um, no, I, I presented a TED Talk in one of my classes, and uh, the students really enjoyed it. Uh, we, we There was this really interesting TED Talk about... Um, Like computers, like how to basically three things that humans can learn from computers. And it was really, really interesting. Um, So, yeah. Three things that humans can learn Mm -hmm. from computers. Hmm. To not trust them Mm -hmm. is number one. Right. No, but they were basically just saying you had to have like a very, like, there are certain things in life where it's important to, I guess, really just methodically think about it. Methodically. Thank you. Yes. Here I am, the English teacher. And I can't even speak English. But yes, absolutely, <laughs> most definitely. Chad, you're not perfect either. It's like okay, one
2: of true. the most influential TED talks I listened to. So like the first one I ever listened to was the one by Monica Lewinsky, which was called "The Price of Shame." Like that was the first TED talk I ever listened to, and I was like, "Wow, you know, like this woman talks about what basically happened to her." You know, we all only know about, you know, basically the side of uh, JF Kennedy, right? Bill Clinton. But Bill but yeah. Clinton. Mm-hmm. Okay yeah embarrassing
1: Titanic, that's not a bad guess though yeah <laughs> no, no, no no like no, um not. i've had uh, <laughs>
2: too many mimosas so that's why i added that but uh yeah so you know what's so interesting to her to hear her side of you know this whole issue yeah uh,
1: that's a hard thing to talk about too Espe-
2: yeah exactly so um you know like but the most influential TED talk i ever listened to was um one called uh, the big talk by catalina silverman and I think I don't know um, if you remember Ted, but like you know, I made you order me like um, from Amazon the like Big Talk. It's like a little card game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you know, like it uh, tells you to cut out all the um, conversations that are really shallow. So you know, like you know, kind of the questions I already ask you. You know, like what can you do that you weren't able to do one year ago. You know, like it just has deep conversations. Instead of you know just like oh how is the weather or how are you doing so right. I prefer yeah. those.
1: Chad and I are firm
0: proponents of the hot small talk. That's right. Yeah, yeah. For for Annabelle and for our listeners who haven't um, been up on all of our earlier episodes, we did a segment on guessing whether um, what small talk was what like hot, mild, or. Extra hot or spicy or something like that, right? I don't, know. I don't even I don't remember, remember, but but yeah, I that mean, I think I think the beauty of life is. Uh, sorry to get super philosophical, but uh, it's definitely being able to have these bigger conversations and these discussions with people and uh, and scratch more than just the just the surface, you know, for sure. Yes. So,
2: what do you guys value in women?
0: Um.
1: So back to the flight attendant questions. I'm just getting started.
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Chad, do you want to answer that? I mean, for me, what what I value most in women, um, this is gonna sound really cliche, but um, like they're just being able to, um, like, I guess their sense of humor and their intelligence. If if I'm with someone who I can't laugh with, um, and sometimes can't have a, like a deeper conversation with, it's just not gonna work very well. Um, I feel like it's kind of similar with you as well, Jared, isn't it? Uh, yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, I make a lot of stupid jokes, and I don't need them to be laughed at. But, um, yeah, no, it's definitely like having a sense of, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I'm serious, though. I do have other questions about being a flight attendant that I, I'm dying to know. Yeah, J-
0: Jared came prepared, so be ready.
1: Oh,
2: I'm, I'm so
1: ready. <laughs> I was born ready. Um, So what's your schedule like? Because does it... Is it helpful as someone that likes to travel to be a flight attendant or is it tough tough to make that work
2: no it's definitely helpful because you know how I became a flight attendant was you know also studying international business I was in the fourth semester and I was sitting in my you know like business lecture and I was like okay I'm not happy right now like I want to travel and I don't have enough money what am I gonna do so you know this was really helpful for me because now Like, especially, you know, in the beginning, I took a contract where I was only working for six months at a time. And I was off six months, so I was able to do two, actually to do two world trips. Oh, wow. Like, within the time I was off. Yes. And I was off, you know, like, 50%, and I was still getting paid 50% of the time. So I think that Mm. was the right decision for me because I feel like, you know, especially when you're young, you know, you have to travel. Like, no matter if you, like, don't even have to have a lot of money. You just, you know, especially with couch surfing and cheap flights. Nowadays you can make it work. I think it's so important to you know, like embrace What you really want to do instead of you know, always thinking of what our other people expect from you
0: so could For you, sure could you um, Tell us a little bit because I'm curious too. I know obviously a little bit about your yeah. world world travels being being a close friend of yours but could you tell like our listeners and, and Jared kind of you know, where did you go? What did you do and what did you learn from it?
2: Okay, so like with working as a flight you can basically request two destinations in a month. So, you know, for example. Oh, you get to request where you go to. Yes, you can request it. So basically, for oh. like uh, this month, I requested Seoul, South Korea, because I've never been there, and I just you know like I'm really interested in people uh, like in places I've never been to, and uh, I requested New, uh, New York just um, you know to go there again. So I think it's so much fun to see people like places that you. Have been before to get to know them better and like to get to know the other side of them and also like get to know places where you have never been before because you know like just to get to know the culture and the people is so different and just you know like to read about it to hear about it because like when you get a feeling of it it's so different and so special.
1: Do you uh, meet a lot of colleagues that are in the job for the ability are also like are there let me put it this way are there a lot of um, Of your colleagues that are also in it to be because they're they enjoy traveling a lot. I actually don't think so. Like sadly,
2: uh, I don't think so. I think like most people do it. uh, Maybe they started out with they decide to travel, especially as they get older, just do it as a job, which I think is kind of sad because you know like you have these amazing possibilities and you don't really take advantage of them.
1: Right. So do you think if you weren't. If you well, I, this I guess I can't even say that. I was gonna say if you like started traveling less, but I don't. I, that's a I don't like that question. Um, what What do you think? Um, do you think you're a good flight attendant? I, I mean,
0: I, I would say she's a great flight attendant, but that's just me.
2: Oh, thank you, Chad. No, like I think I am because like I just started doing first class. So Ooh. like normally I just work in like you know business class, self economy because it just you know what yeah, i really <laughs> I understand <laughs> no what i really enjoy <laughs> 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 no what i really enjoy about my job is you know like interacting with people i love to talk to my guests and you know like embrace with the cultures for example i actually have to tell you about one guest i had he was an old irish guy and he like saw already so many countries and i asked him you know like what do you think you know like what what kind of advice would you give me in life because i always like to ask deep questions and he told me, you know, like one of my role models, actually Arnold Schwarzenegger and every uh, person that tells this, like they're like, what, why Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, you know, it's like such a basic guy. He's For like the
1: muscles. Exactly. <laughs> and he was
2: like, no, because, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was like, he was through things, you know, like some people only do one job in their whole life and he did three, you know, like first he was a bodybuilder. Then he was a movie star. And then he was a governor, right? So yeah. you know, like just for one person, normally like one of these things is already enough. But he was striving for more than one. He was actually like doing three careers. Some people only do like one of them in their whole life. So he was so you know impressed. All
1: while having an affair with this housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Well, we wanted to discard that, but I think it, like that's a good like life lecture. You know, like yeah, for sure. You never have to just stick to one thing you can do all of it like you can do different things I think that's what makes life really fulfilling if you strive for more than this one thing you know like the world lies to your feet especially you know in our age you can do whatever you want to and I think that's such a gift and you
1: really have to and that's that sort of ability to switch to three completely different things and to succeed Greatly at them takes a lot of faith in, your, in yourself exactly. I, to begin with. Yeah, so just, yeah.
2: You know, you have to believe in yourself and you have to know, you know, you can do all of it. Like especially, I don't know, with traveling or work or whatever, you never have to get stuck with like doing one thing. You can do all of
1: it and just, you know, the knowledge. Yeah. Like it's already worth so much. I struggle with that. I mean, even more than the money thing, I think it's a time thing is the hardest part for me.
2: What do you do for a living right now?
1: um i you know i just work at an, in an office job i do car stuff and um that's so vague but uh yeah i work i just work in an office and I, I do like uh research for you know new technology for cars and and i um you know do new product development stuff do you
2: enjoy what you're doing
1: oh i love it yeah i'm a car nerd so um it's right up my alley
2: well then you know what it's amazing what you do because i think it's all about what makes you happy so, what yeah. you're doing is actually perfect for you. And so I think you know what Chad does, you know, experiencing so many different cultures, different countries, and new language. That's uh, like, for me at least, that's what life is for. I think I have such a big respect for people that do this because it takes a special kind of bravery, you know, to, you know, get out of the, like, what we call in German, like hamster wheel, you know, like yeah. and to go, like, somewhere else, too. like, than what society tells you.
0: Also, also, we say the rat race, I would say, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still in the rat race, I think. But I, I mean, me uh, too, in I, theory, I in think, some ways. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, you said
2: you're happy, you said you love what you're doing. So I think, oh, I feel yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You do so much more than, like, let's say, even 80% of the people are doing because I feel like everybody or, like, of my friends I'm talking to are unhappy with what they're doing. So, you know what? Like, if you're enjoying what you're doing, that's already worth so much.
1: So you seem to enjoy being a flight attendant the perks of talking to people and that, what is the worst part of the job the most dreaded part where it's like oh this again
2: I feel like I don't know I feel like you know people that look at as flight attendants I feel like for example for me like I'm studying full time as well as I'm being a flight attendant so that gives me a certain I don't know how to call it but like a certain like a certain certainty that like you know like I'm more than just a flight attendant but I feel like you know people don't know what it is like to be a flight attendant because you just see okay you know you give out some drinks and some like food and that's it but there's so much more to it you know like you have to be responsible for the whole security on the airplane like like in the worst case you have to be able to see like evacuate a whole airplane and you know like we are not only you know, like evacuating the airplane but we also we know how to do like deal um, with people
1: that are freaking out probably say it again Deal with people that are freaking out in the case of like an evacuation yeah, like, as well. Like
2: this or also, you know, like we do um medical emergencies. We are able to like fire fi- firefighting, you know, like you have to be able to like, you know, like firefight. We actually get trained for this. And you know, like there's so much more to it than just, you know, like giving out food and drinks and most people don't know right. this. So I feel like there comes a certain disrespect to it. And I think I feel like that's kind of unfortunate but like i was thinking the same way before i actually did the training so i can relate to why people would think that way you know
1: yeah i think more of that also just comes from people not really uh, taking the time to think about what other people go yeah through. but i mean why why should they especially right? on an airplane
2: because i mean like uh, in the uh, airplane you take kind of you know you want your food you want your drinks and you want to sleep right so that's all you're right. concerned with
1: does it bother you when people don't pay attention to the uh security thing
2: A little bit, but, you know, like... I haven't paid
1: attention in, like, 10 years to that. Yeah, you also (laughs) do a lot of traveling, so I feel like you don't need the security (laughs) thing as much, maybe.
2: No, but I just appreciate, you know, like, getting to know people, getting to know their stories. That's why, like, you know, working in first class or business class because there you actually have the time to talk to people and get to know their stories. And, you know, like, especially if you ask people, they are willing to tell you so much, you just have to ask. I think that's the general thing you have to learn about life. Just ask. Like ask. Like asking doesn't cost a thing, you know. Like you learn so much Ooh, about. Oh, I it.
0: like that. Asking doesn't cost. a Asking thing. don't cost. Is that a Aretha Franklin song? Should be. <laughs> if it's not, it should be. Or it can be a new untranslatable <laughs> okay. song. That's for sure. But uh, uh, I, I have a question for you as well, Annabelle. Um, on average, you know, you fly a lot of international flights. Yeah. On average, how many languages do a lot of flight attendants speak? I feel like
2: at least three almost like four because everybody speaks german and english right but i feel like everybody has at least like maybe spanish or french or even like like i met one time a guy who spoke like seven languages i think that's pretty impressive
1: polyglot yes sir um um so are there uh, this is this is i've always wondered this i wouldn't consider myself a germaphobe but i feel like in my later years i've been way more aware of it is there anything on a plane that you should definitely avoid. For example, this is just an example. I don't know if yeah. this is true or not. The coffee, the blankets and pillows.
2: So normally, like especially if you go on an international flight, like there everything is you know like fresh. But if you go like on a like I don't know within Europe, like the pillows might have been used before. So you maybe yeah. <laughs> want to well, avoid that.
1: That's probably why I'm sick. Or right maybe now, or maybe ice
2: because you know like I'm not saying anybody does that, but if they would touch it. You know, like, because some people, like, if they're in a rush, you know, like, if they use their hands, it's yeah. maybe not the most sanitary everything, right?
1: Right, yeah, I regret asking this question. <laughs> 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 no, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Um, what are the most common annoying questions you get from, from like, it's like, how, do you, how are you on a plane and you don't know this? That's a good question.
2: Like, how to open, like, it's going to sound really stupid, but how do you open, like, a bathroom door like some people like you know like it says push <laughs> on it but some people are like how do i open this and then like, i guess sh- literally standing in front of it for like 30 seconds and like and then i'm gonna help them but i'm like okay that's really weird or like you know also for you know like um putting your luggage away is like kind of like playing tetris especially on like short oh, flights. Yeah. and they like why do people put their suitcase like sideways when they just know, can make more so space to for other people too. like this just frustrates me like i know for me something's so natural but like when i see it i'm like why
1: i know i know it, it makes no sense to me i've actually speaking of the bathroom thing on multiple international flights i'd say twice maybe three times i've i've walked in on someone using the bathroom because they didn't lock the door yeah, like, it's happened on multiple occasions. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't
2: understand like, that. Have you ever had sex on an airplane?
1: Um <laughs> uh, no, but there's two things. I haven't been in many situations where that would be an option. And um it, it doesn't even seem that a, a uh that um appealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now maybe now here's the deal. Maybe you might b- get me into some hand blanket action, but now not anymore. <laughs> now that I know how disgusting these fucking blankets <laughs> are. <laughs> We get an STD from a blanket. Oh, that's so funny. No, so like you airplanes have three are not, not sanitary.
2: Just like what I see a lot of people doing, like walking like with their bare feet or even like socks in the airplane. i oh like, my god! Do I not know. walk on this floor without shoes on. Please yeah, do not. Yeah, that's
0: nasty. Or if you see pictures of people putting their feet up, like on the seat, like yeah. just, just don't do yeah. that. Just please, please don't do that. To all our listeners out there, um, if you put your feet up, especially bare feet up in an airplane. Please stop. You're not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. And I also no. feel like you know. There's...
2: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, Jared. Please go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I just feel like you know. I think it's like some like common courtesy to like when you're sitting on an airplane to say like to introduce yourself to your neighbors to your left to your right, because I feel like you know I like I know you're in such a tight space and I feel like you know you want to have your privacy. But i think it's such a common courtesy like no matter if you enter an elevator or if you sit some like somebody next to an airplane or in the movie theater or whatever just say like hi how are you doing i think that's such a nice like kind thing to do just do it and like not just don't pretend like you're like in your own bubble i don't know are are you taking
0: notes jared are you taking
1: notes (laughs) i think i'm doing uh, i'm not even kidding right now i think i'm doing flight attendants and uh not not really i but i think i'm doing flight attendants a favor by just putting my shit in the overhead compartment, not saying a word. I don't. I barely even order like drinks or food on domestic flights anymore. I, I think, and I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm I, like this is the nicest I could be is just by shutting up and being a good passenger.
2: Yeah. Two more things. So, for example, when you order a drink or like, for example, let's say you want tomato juice. Let's say or coffee I'm, or whatever, tell them exactly like, say, I want a coffee with milk and sugar or tell them I want juice with salt and pepper that like, or like, if you listen to, you know, what do you want to eat and say like, you know, you're going to hear, hear it before, or, like, I don't know if there's chicken or pasta, it's basically always the main choices, right? Like listen to it before and say, okay, I want chicken or I want pasta instead of yeah. letting the five ten repeat what they want because they have to say it a hundred times over and over again and it's just getting annoying. Like, I'm um, just wishing people would pay more attention to it.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that's the shocking thing that I, I've learned in general, too, is just how unaware people are and how, how like, unconcerned they are with other pe- what other people, what's happening around them in their area. Yeah. Um, do you hang out with your uh, co-workers? Are you friends with any of your co-workers?
2: Yeah, so what's the interesting thing I think most people aren't aware of? is, you know, like I'm working every time I go on a flight, I'm working with different people. So let's say for example, um, from where we fly out of, we're like at least like 20,000 flight attendants. So we're never going to work with the same crew nor with the same like pilots or things. So it's always a completely different crew. So I I enjoy this because I feel like, especially with women, you know, they really get kind of, um, you know, when a lot of females work together, they kind of get, um, how do I even say this, um, concerned with their coworkers and like what they like and what they do not like about the people. So I think it's a great thing that we always work with different people. So if you don't <sighs> like somebody, you know, like you're like, okay, I'm never going to see that person again. So that's kind of nice. But I think most yeah. people are not aware of that.
0: Have you ever had flights with, um, like one or two people, like a repeat?
2: I had it like within my three years, I had it like once or twice. So it's really, really rare. But sometimes it's with people you like and sometimes it's with people you don't like. So most of my friends I have from being a flight attendant are with people I never even worked together with.
1: What, what is it about What is it about their behavior that you wouldn't like? But my coworkers. Is it just because they're not friendly? Yeah, not friendly, or is it more of a work related thing? Um,
2: I would say, you know, some females are. They love to gossip.
1: You keep mentioning females, too. Uh, Because, like. Is it just.
2: Like, I feel like 80% are females and 20% are, like, gay dudes. So. Okay. That's why I say, like, mostly females. But I feel like also guys don't like to gossip as much as females. That's why I'm mostly friends with guys Mm -hmm. in my private time, anyways, because, you know, I'm just the kind of person that enjoys directness so you know if you have a problem just tell me and we can fix it but if you don't tell me what you want i cannot help you you know what i mean
1: yeah
0: yeah animal's dropping gems on this episode for sure dude these oh, are gonna be some solid clips <laughs> <laughs> i've been learning a lot just by sitting here and listening in no on it's so this.
2: much fun you know like talking to you guys and i really appreciate you having me on this episode i feel like honor.
1: Um, oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah, the honor it's is our all pleasure. ours for sure. How often um, do you, is, is there anything about the entire flight process or your job that you're like, this could easily be optimized, but it's stupid stuff that we just don't do? Because I feel like even I sometimes are like, why, like this, I could think of a better way to do this.
2: Like, give me an example.
1: So, for example, the way they load people onto the airplane—why, like, why is it that they don't just start from the back and work? Like, maybe you can start with first class, but then just start from the back and work your way forward. For but example. you know
2: what? What's the funny thing? We say this, you know. We said, okay, now please, everybody from row twenty-one to like thirty, please board. People just don't listen because I feel like I don't know why, but I always feel like they're in a disadvantage. So they're like, oh no, I want to be like first on the flight, maybe to right. like you know. Put my luggage and wherever I want to or whatever. So like yes, they don't that they just don't listen.
1: And now that um it now that they're using now that a lot of people's boarding passes are on their phone, it's way easier to go when it's not your zone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost my train of thought. i I'm, I I feel like I should be writing more of this down. Oh yeah, so oh yeah, I was asking you other any other uh sort of ways that that it could be optimized. Anything that you're just like it's so annoying that they do it this way, but this is how it's gonna be.
2: Hmm. I don't know. Like since like now I'm working in first class, so everything goes so smooth because people like yeah. most of the people that say eighty percent better than poor people. <laughs> no, like <laughs> <laughs> no, like eighty percent already like pretty much are like traveling I'm almost it seems like every day, so like I exactly know what to, what to do and how to do it. So I'm not really, you know, like in this dilemma anymore where people don't know what to do. So it's kind of hard for me to say. But yeah, but
1: yeah. Usually, if you're in first class, you're also probably a more experienced flyer.
2: Yeah, exactly. I agree, a veteran (laughs)
0: traveler for sure. But especially,
2: but people having upgrades, it's all like interesting as a flight attendant you know, you see it's, like, people that have... Can you point them out? They're having upgrades, yeah, because, like, they just... No, that's an They want right all there. of it. They want, like, okay, <laughs> I want the caviar, I want the champagne, I want, like, after, like the five-course meal, I want all of the five courses plus, like, two additional ones. So, like, get that's... lit
0: in first class.
2: Yeah, so, like, that's what you really, like, you know, can point them out by, but... Or, like, they, they don't know how to work things, so... But, you know... I'm
0: kind of embarrassed
1: to get drunk on, a, on an airplane. Why? Like, I'm embarrassed to, like, ask for, like... You know, my fourth or fifth whiskey. Don't. So, tell, <laughs> <You> tell, <know. laughs> tell Annabelle what you told me in our last episode. Oh, yeah. So my I, my parents have a friend, and what he does is, to, uh, this is mostly on domestic flights, but to not have to buy booze, he, he will um, buy a lot of those little travels, you know, the small single-shot mm-hmm. uh, bottles, and put them into a, a Ziploc bag and take them through security and, and uses those and just gets Coke and whatnot.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure because I work for an airline which, like, has every booze for free which I really appreciate because I feel like they don't do that as much
1: in America. Yeah, I know. Like American flights,
2: like you, you can be lucky if you even get like a water for free. (laughs) like I'm serious like I like I don't know one time I took a flight I don't think from Detroit to Miami or something which was like pretty long flight and they didn't even offer me water for free so I was like oh wow what is this because I was
1: it it was probably spirit or something then probably not sure or like frontier
2: not sure but like you know I was like okay wow so you know I'm used to different things I like I'm proud of working for an airline where you can have as much beer and booze and whatever you want for free because you know like I enjoy getting people drunk do
1: you not have does not is that not a problem uh, having drunk have you do you not run into that drunk people as an that's issue that's a often? great
3: question
2: like so yeah like one time there was like i think it's more especially in first class
1: <laughs> where they're getting it for free no i think it's well, they more get like, it for free in, in oh right class. you just said yeah, that you just airline. said yeah. that yeah right, i right. think it's
2: more like be, get, people are getting on drugs than getting drunk because like yeah like you know if you, people get drunk we have like a couple you know things like first you know you're gonna like uh, how do you say this uh, make it more liquid so first you know like you're gonna I know like if somebody says a whiskey maybe you're gonna mix it with some water or like put a lot of ice in it and uh, then wa-
0: water it down yeah, yeah. Water, water it down, it down. thank
2: yeah. you uh-huh. yes so then after this you know like maybe you forget about it. like oh you ordered another whiskey oh no I forgot I'm so sorry and after like and after <laughs> this step it comes you know like hey oh I'm so sorry you know like we're out of whiskey like you would never say to a customer, oh like you should not have anymore because you always want to be polite right
1: i just uh, yeah i feel like there's also a fear that you don't want to like make them angry oh it's like that's not gonna help exactly but you know what's what's interesting to
2: know like you know when you basically book a ticket like the things you agree to one of them is that you are like allow the crew to tie you down so we have actually you know things that um would basically cuff you down and you're Okay with it because you basically signed a contract too that we can tie you down on an airplane.
1: Who can tie you down? I think the, I missed The, the, the flight so attendants.
0: Anyway. So yeah. So if you're oh, if you're oh, being oh unruly oh, okay. or you're allowed yeah. to yeah exactly uh, you Yeah, you're welcome. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you.
1: Sorry, no, that was on me. That was no, on you're good. <laughs> you're good, buddy. You.
0: Yeah, I, and, and uh-huh. there's actually, you know, th- that's the thing. Uh, Annabelle made a great point that I think a lot of people don't understand that in a way, their boarding passes and their tickets. Are kind of a contract with not only the 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 airline carrier but also the flight attendants, the entire crew, the pilot, and and yeah, like when people say, you know, oh well, well, you know, I I was you know I did this and then they did this. It's like well, you know, they're responsible for everybody's safety and everybody's well being, and you know, it's one, it's not an easy task to make everyone happy in general. Two, if somebody's being a nuisance or a danger to other passengers. You have to do something, right? Um, whether it's they've had too much alcohol or, or whatever.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And You got to chat. Annabelle,
1: I, I mentioned to chat a, a couple episodes ago that um, Singapore Air now
0: has a flight that is oh, 19 no. hours Yeah, long. how do you feel about that, Annabelle? 19 hours.
2: I think I was pretty nice. So the longest flight I had was pretty much 12 hours. So I also bought, you know, some uh, guests don't realize we actually have a break on those flights. So I think that's really nice, especially like if it's 12, if it's 12 hours. We pretty much have, like, have on the, a three-hour break. Or, for example, at my airline, which I really appreciate, we have, you know, like, beds to lay down and sleep. And, like, the other three okay. hours, you know, we're, like, basically being on watch. So, you know, we have, for example, check the bathrooms a lot um, to see if there's any fire because, like, a fire is the biggest threat really? on flights that, you know, we have to take care
0: of. Actually, yeah, I, I have a, a short little story. So when I was flying to... Actually, with the Czech Republic, when I was flying from Detroit to Frankfurt, mm-hmm. apparently somebody had smoked in the lavatory really? or the bathroom. Yeah. And they had this I'd- announcement <sighs> over the loudspeaker that said, um, someone smoked in the lavatory. Um, whoever you are doing this, this is illegal. And if we catch you doing it, um, you you will be there will be fines or there will be some consequences. Please do not smoke in, in the aircraft because, um, as Annabelle said, it is one of the biggest dangers to the aircraft. See, every flight they say no smoking on the plane
1: or especially in the bathroom and obviously they do it because people do it, mm-hmm. but I don't understand who could be that stupid. I agree. It's like you're in a tiny room. How do you not think that they're gonna
0: uh, that no one's gonna well, notice well, here, and it's like, oh go here's ahead. my guess, Jared. My guess is they probably had some type of nicotine vape pen or something ah, like that, okay. and they were hitting it in the bathroom because you know they're cigarette smokers and they need their nicotine, but it still smells. Right. right, so that would be my right. guess because I feel like you would be able to hear the click of a lighter. um I feel like smoke. No, you couldn't get away with more than one puff of a real cigarette. Well, wouldn't well, without well Annabelle? Soul. Wouldn't the smoke also go into the cabin, or does it stay in the bathroom?
2: So, like, actually, the actual bathroom is the most That's uh, ventilized. Is that the right word?
0: Ventilated, yeah, ventilated. Most, like oh, I ventilated guess that makes
2: room, sense. like in the airplane. So, like, technically, you wouldn't like smell or hear anything. But like we have like two smoke detectors, so one smoke detector is actually in the trash bin. Mm-hmm. So like for example, let's say if you know, like a fire starts in the, oh, that makes in the sense. trash, so, yeah. like there's like an external like. Um,
1: oh, this is fascinating. It is isn't
2: <laughs> it? <laughs> external, like you know, like um, how do you call this? Um, what
0: is it in German?
2: Um, Feueralarm
0: uh uh oh uh, external um, um extinguisher.
2: extinguisher thank you yeah. fire extinguisher in the like trash bin so like you know that would work first and
1: oh so it goes off automatically if it if it senses exactly the smoke but I mean it also would okay. go
2: off like a smoke alarm but not only by smoke but also would go off by hairspray for example and then you know we would know and then we would go uh, there and be like hey you know what's going on there yeah so okay. that's you know interesting because like uh, I think it's also really interesting you know we're getting trained like firefighting with actual real fire and fire extinguishers and like a smoke hood mm-hmm. to you know like take care of that because it's such an important like you know uh, security issue
0: oh absolutely well, yeah
1: yeah for sure oh man this is making me trust people uh, like normal travelers even less
0: oh <laughs> oh back
1: to the 19 hour thing so um <laughs> what do you think the 19 hour thing is a good idea Or I just feel like that's just leads to so much chances for like, like I don't trust 19 hours of people being locked in a tube in the sky. Same
0: for me. It's too (laughs) long. It's just too long.
2: I understand what you're talking about, but on one side I feel like, you know, people should have the most uh, comfortable way to travel to. And like, you know, like everybody hates, you know, like getting connection flights or whatever.
1: That's true. That's a good point. I hate connections as well. Yeah, same. (laughs) So I feel,
2: you know, like why it's, uh, you know, being a thing but on the other side i feel like you know people that don't have appreciation for people that are flight attendants you know like all those things they have to take care of and all the things they have to you know worry about because we worry constantly you know like for the safety of our guests and for our safety of course so Mm -hmm. i don't know like i think nights nights are fine but it's like a long really really long time because a long time that you have to be awake and like you know most of flight attendants, they have to be awake through the whole night. And, you know, like, those yeah. are not reasonable hours if you think about right. it. So, so, to, so yeah.
0: sorry, sorry to interrupt. So, to all of our listeners out there, please have mad love and respect for your flight attendants wherever Aww, you thank travel, you, Chad. wherever you travel. Because I think they definitely do a lot more than you realize, <laughs> especially behind the scenes.
2: That's true. And like,
0: Have you had any yeah? celebrity encounters? Mm. Oh, that's a good question
2: yes i had a couple so i had heidi klum especially in first class oh, oh heidi klum dude heidi klum yes all right
1: chat relax <laughs> 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 and i also had
2: like you know like the her name is von der Leyen, which is basically like the um like person of defense like the, like i don't know how you say like the
1: um oh defense secretary the
2: defense secretary of germany Oh, but wow. I have nothing to say about, you know, really nice things about her. She was really, really kind. And also Heidi Klum, I mean, she was basically sleeping most of the flight, so I can't say anything bad about her.
1: Did you get a picture of her asleep so I can post it on our Instagram? No, because I feel like, you know. You lose your job, <laughs> for sure. No, like, I'm always thinking about you know, it. Like,
2: like I said, you know, I treat people the way I want to be treated. So I feel like, you know, if I would right. be that no, famous, just kidding. That's I terrible. would just, you know, want to be left alone. So That's I terrible. completely oh, get definitely. those people.
0: Well, all right. I have a question about Heidi Klum was she more beautiful in person than she was in pictures
2: way less <laughs> really? so yeah so she was really really skinny but she was just wearing a hood and sweatpants basically she was flying she was
0: being comfortable
2: yeah exactly so like i think they say bad about her but like you know, a lot of um my colleagues told me that her kids are not so kind as maybe you would think so, but I also think, you know, it's hard to, like, I don't know how many kids she has, like, four or five, right? So I guess it's kind of hard to raise four or five kids.
1: Shout out to Heidi Klum. Um, Chad, do you, uh, anything Uh, you want to you wanna ask? I've been going to you. Uh, you've I've
0: actually covered literally all of my questions that I had.
1: I have <laughs> some more questions for you guys. Uh, okay.
2: Jared? Yes. What's love for you?
1: You know what? I don't think I know the answer to that one either. Uh, I don't think I've ever experienced. love. Really, you never had, time, had a girlfriend like where you were like deeply in no, love and you were like, "Oh my god." I, I, I have, but I feel like after every, every one, I question if I even know what love means. What is love, baby? Don't hurt me.
2: Don't hurt me no more. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Jared, mm-hmm. can you just get like catch the next flight and come to Prague. Like I know we would have such a blast.
1: Uh you know what that might be uh <laughs> i'll be right there right after this episode ends that's right i
0: love you'll, that you'll be right in Prague when we when we drop this episode that'd be pretty epic <laughs> oh dude speaking of of episodes i have some horrible news horrible horrible what, news what? so i looked what? into polyglot con oh no chat poly- so 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 to a polyglot is a person who speaks many languages and polyglot clan is how many languages do
2: you ever speak to be a polyglot?
0: Uh depends who you ask, I think. I would say four or five, but that's just me. Um some yeah, I agree. Some with that. people may say two or three, some people may say five or six. But there's a there's a big conference in Slovenia. And I looked up the flights, Jared, because I took I looked up the train and it'll take me eight hours via train and I guarantee you it'll take me longer. Because of delays. Why do you think it'll take else. you longer? Delays, man. I mean, I've... The, the Why are you so sure that there's going to be delays? Because every time I've been on a train here, there's been a delay. <laughs> All right, that's fair. And so I checked on the, the flights, and the flights were $300 to get from here to Slovenia, uh, Prague to Slovenia. Uh,
2: and back or just one way? Round on? trip. Round okay.
0: trip. $300 round trip, plus a hotel, plus Polyglot Khan. I got bad news for you, Jared. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it happen oh man i know right but i want to meet
2: you like i heard so many good things about you you know it's time
1: um yeah well um you know you're in the Czech republic right now that's far away once again as i've said before time is the hardest thing to have Mm -hmm. for sure time is so
2: valuable like for example today like Ted was like you know like from the airport took an uber which was like 50 minutes compared to, like, if I would have taken the train for, thir- like, three hours, and I decided to...
1: Three hours? Yeah. Well,
0: so it would have been... Uh, the, the train, How does that The train work? travel itself wouldn't have been three hours. It was getting to the main train station from Václav Airport. Uh, the, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So the, the the entire commute, yeah, would have taken about three hours. So, um, gotcha. Yeah, have
2: but, try. like, I decided to take an Uber because, you know, like, even though it was more expensive, I was like, you know, I valuable... Value. I, I, I value, thank you, my free time and, you know, just spending time with Chad and, you are know, like enjoying our time together more than money. So, like, you know, I decided to take an Uber because I felt like, you know, it was the right decision. You thought it was expensive, but I feel like, you know, once you, I don't know, establish a certain you know, lifestyle, then you don't care so much about the money anymore. You care more about your time. So that's what you say it again. You know, time is so valuable.
1: I call that a uh, convenience fee. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Or it's like I'm, I'm willing to pay slightly
0: more to convenience myself a little bit sometimes. Oh, 100%, without a doubt. I, I agree. I mean, that's why usually I s- tend to stay in like a single room place versus like a couch surfing environment or a hostel. Because I'm, I'm paying more money, but it's for the convenience fee. I can get up when I want. I can uh, go to bed when I want. Walk, walk around naked. Walk around naked. Always a plus, for sure, without a doubt um yeah so so i agree with you man definitely convenience fee
2: you know and i are going to Prague tomorrow and we're gonna go to a party hostel so we're
0: about to have a blast yeah so that would be interesting yeah dude so i've never well is it okay branded as a party hostel. yes it is number four in the czech republic in case you're curious it's called the (laughs) elf hostel oh man so i will give you all the news jared um after our our experience with the party hostel, i'm really excited the only other hostels I've ever stayed in have been in, in Berlin, uh, which was also kind of a party hostel, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it's a great way to just meet a lot of people. I met this really badass British dude. Um, shout out to Alex, who has this like crazy wizard beard, and believe it or not, he played like American tackle football in England, and dude, I kid you not, his mascot was the Spartans, just like my okay. college, Michigan State, and, Ooh, uh, right. and so we immediately bonded... And he taught me a very important phrase in British English. Jared, do you know what it means when you call uh, when you say um, there's a tidy bird? Uh yeah, that's a good looking lady. Yeah, I'd never heard that term before. So it's a tidy bird, right? Yeah, I, yeah
1: I, I, well I knew I knew they, I knew bird was like how they what they called uh uh like it's like what they call the woman or right. a girl or, I don't know if it's like saying broad in American or what. I would but.
0: say it'd be maybe like chick. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, they're both birds, I guess, kind of. <laughs> a little different meaning, <laughs> I but didn't you think about that. You know, they're, they're <laughs> both they're both birds. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's one way, it's one way or another. Uh, you know.
2: So Jared, what like do you th- find in a woman attractive?
1: Mm, didn't we do this one already? Yeah, we
2: did, but I forgot to answer. So tell me.
1: Uh, I for- I, I uh I would say what you should do is listen back uh when this episode comes out no uh i don't know i i i definitely the definitely the um sense of humor and um you know someone that reads every now and again i guess oh for okay. sure you gotta what, have
0: a cultured
2: like what individual. do you mean what that reads like what kind of stuff? Does i just does mean so,
0: someone that's like informed smart yeah. yeah someone who's bright who, who informs themselves oh, yeah. i agree um, well well Jared, I think I've I have one more question. Oh, go Can for I ask Yeah, yeah, one absolutely. More. yeah absolutely I've been saving this one
1: for the end of purpose. What is the stereotypes of pilots in the flight attendant community?
2: Okay, so <laughs> a couple of pilots will hit on you. Like I don't know if they're married or not, or you know, they're just gonna hide their ring or whatever, but I just, you know, enjoy having a good time. So you really have to watch out for them. Like personally, I have never had anything with a pilot because I feel like it's just like a stereotype. I should really not have it. But you know, like some are out there and they want to experience, you know, like I guess the joy of life. And (laughs) yeah, so you just have to watch out for those. So like, I mean, like I also met so many people that are married to a pilot or something of my coworkers. So like, I mean, it's like in every work, right? Like. If you work together, you're gonna and uh, like eventually find each other, right?
1: Uh yeah, I guess so. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, if that's if, yeah, I mean, most people tend to find their significant other at their job mm-hmm. just cuz that's where you're at most of your right. day. Exactly. I have a s- I have a I have a very stern no uh, shitting where you eat policy. Me too. Me I I struggle to be friends with my coworkers.
2: I think it's probably better because I feel like you should never have anything with people that you work with together because it's just not a good idea, period. Because if anything goes sour, like, do you really want to see that person yeah. after it again?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
0: definitely leads to some awkward conversations, without a doubt. How it's did you meet doubt.
2: Ellie, by the way?
0: That's that's a long story. We can we can discuss that okay. a, another time. Um, but but. Jared, <laughs> yeah. how
2: did you meet your? I guess kind of like, I don't know. She's not like girlfriend, an but long, like the woman you talk that's to. That's an even
1: longer story. That's an even longer story. Oh, we okay. Can talk, that'll, that'll be next episode. Okay.
0: Annabelle two, uh, Annabelle part two. Right. For sure. Without a doubt. Well, we have a special, um, song of the pod this week. Uh, we asked our yeah. amazing guest Annabelle to bring, um, bring us a song that, that has some specific meanings to her. And, uh, and she picked, I have to say, an absolutely amazing song. It's called Siempre Si. Um, do, do you remember what that means? in Of course, Spanish?
2: it means always yes. Always like, yes. Siempre si, nunca no, always yes, never no.
1: Oh, that's what that means.
2: Yes. So, and and like, it actually has like really special meaning to me because you know, I spent a month in Cuba. I was living there and I had the salsa teacher who basically introduced me to that song so like every time i hear that song you know like i think it's so amazing what songs can do to you like at one point like it can you, like brings you back to a whole another time and a whole another feeling yeah yeah so especially like also you know like food can do to you like when the smell of a certain food reminds you of your grandma or something right
1: oh yeah for sure yeah um yeah so the song is a like a cuban jazz song and i too thought it was great um do you uh do you understand like what they what he's what he's saying in it yes i speak spanish so uh,
2: luckily oh. i do
1: um as i as i mentioned to chad multiple times for some reason songs always seem to sound a little bit better when they're sang in spanish <laughs> it's like man uh, th- it's ar- it already sounds better I, I love it i always love listening to uh, songs in spanish mm-hmm. even though i usually don't know what they're saying <laughs> at all <laughs> Uh, but yeah. So um the song what's what's the song of this? What's it called again?
2: Uh, Siempre Sí si, Nunca No. So like always yes never no. Like with you by, always yes never no.
1: By um whom? Is it whom? Havana it's, de Primera. Yeah,
2: Havana de Primera I actually saw them live and they are outstanding
1: In Cuba? In Cuba. In Cuba, oh, cool In Cuba. What ca- <laughs> What was the venue like?
2: So like there was like a huge crowd of people the entrance was only like i don't know five dollars or something but you know in cuba, cuba everything's cheap so people mm-hmm. were like all get together and just you know like get to enjoy this like band and the song so it's really special
1: well, that's cool that's cool all right chad uh i think it's time for me to
0: um i think class is in session i need your uh, check word of the pod Oh, all right. I will gladly give you the check order of the pod. Before I do, though, check out our song of the pod on Twitter. Oh, yes. Thank at you. Untranslatable1. Uh, Siempre Si by um, Havana de Primera. A great group. Um, if this music doesn't make you get up and dance, you you need to go consult your <laughs> local physician because it's amazing. <laughs> and as Jared mentioned, too, um, it's just there's something about the Spanish language that just makes almost all music just sound so amazing. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it makes all music sound amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> so check it out. I um, I agree. And yeah. So so Jared, my check word of the pod actually comes from my Czech lesson today. And this word actually was kind of like a side word or side phrase that we... Discussed today in class. So my check word of the pod is um um bilem za Do you have any guesses what that means, Jared?
2: I'm to to k-
0: yes, Khomotov is yeah, Bilem ze Not welcome to Komotov. Welcome is um Viteye.
1: Okay. Uh shout out to no, I
0: don't know. I live in Komotov. Oh, so that's you we right there, say, right? Exactly, that like is me. So Jared, you could say yeah. "Bilim's of Philadelphia," and uh, Annabelle is all over the world. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not really didn't sure. Yeah, she would say what, in the sky. She would say exactly. <laughs> and I don't know the check word for sky yet, so uh, our listeners will have to wait on that one. Um, all right, all right. yeah,
1: I, I like this. You're, you're, you know, you're. I'm still. I was actually just about to say, you're, you're. <laughs> You're uh, getting prepared
0: for PolyglotCon, but we just talked about that's not happening. Right. Uh, yeah, sorry to be a party pooper. So but I'm looking at conferences within Czech Republic, Germany, and Austria, and hopefully I can find something good. And if our listeners out there have any suggestions or tips, please send them our way at Untranslatable, um, either on Twitter, uh, Untranslatable1, uh, Instagram, UntranslatablePodcast, or Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it. Well, Jared, it has uh, come to that time for me to drop a couple dad jokes on you. So yes. So let me give you a couple.
1: So we're sticking with dad jokes? <laughs>
0: kind of, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> so the first one okay. uh, for you, Jared, is why are jokes about paper not funny? This one's kind of an original. Uh, I don't know why. Because they're terrible. Uh-huh.
3: Oh, that's right? a good one. You like
0: that? <laughs> that one took a second. I, don't I don't get it. explain it to me. Because they're te- so so in English, we have the word terrible, like schrecklich, mm-hmm. right? And then terrible, like you can rip it
1: apart. Ah.
0: So it's a pun, really. It's more of a pun than a joke. Yeah, I, lo- I love my puns. As as Jared. I think, according to An- Annabelle, would say that that joke was uh...
1: Mama hoo hoo, <laughs> right? <laughs> mama hoo. No kidding.
0: Definitely some mama hoo. is just so so for sure. All right, Jared. My second one for you. Is what do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? Well I know the answer to this. Ask uh, Annabelle. Well, she she can read read my notes. Yeah, I can read
1: well. Oh. Do you, know, <laughs> you <laughs> really know the
0: answer to this one?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will give it to us. Uh, irrelevant. Ooh, you're smart. Go. Hit that <laughs> oh, hit that yeah. ham horn, button I mean, that's not how jokes are supposed to work. You're not supposed to take the punchline from the joke teller. Hey, I will but, uh, I will gladly let you
0: take the punchline anytime, <laughs> buddy. Anytime. <laughs> well, it has sadly come to that time uh, where uh, our episode comes to an end. And I want to give a quote from St. Augustine, which is... Who that? The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only one page. Yeah, and I, I have to comment. say... What? I love it. It's a great quote, right? And I have to say, our uh, our amazing guest, Annabelle, today has been reading quite a few pages out of her book. So we really appreciate her being a guest on our show. Um, I obviously appreciate my amazing co-host, my great buddy, Jared. And uh, uh, please, if you haven't yet, check us out on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Untranslatable One shoot us an email with your favorite untranslatables or your own tales as a traveler, or if you happen to be a flight attendant, we would love to hear your, um, also your perspective on things as well. Uh, so we thank you and until next time.